Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Turn me around, how he 
Think about Jesus. I'm going to go a few scriptures here. Um, Ephesians 3.19, may you experience the love of Jesus, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 8 and 9, you love him even though you have never seen him. Though you do not see him now, you trust him and you rejoice with a glorious inexpressible joy. The reward for trusting him will be the salvation of your souls. And the last one, Colossians 1.18, and he is the head of the body of the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might be preeminent. When I think about Jesus, when I think about Jesus, he's everything. He's the top. He's number one. He is it. Amen? He is it. Nothing's, nothing's above him. He is the greatest. That's who we serve. It's all about him. When I think about Jesus, and I'm going to clear something up right off the bat. Just because we serve Jesus does not mean we are going to be wealthy. Just because we serve Jesus doesn't mean that our health is always going to be healthy. A lot of people get that confused. Well, I'm serving Jesus. Why isn't everything going great? It's not always going to go great. You're going to have to go through things. You're going to have to deal with things. The message of the scripture and the gospel of Jesus is not that in following him, everything's going to be all right. It's knowing in everything, Jesus is enough. He's enough. He's enough. Even if I don't have my health, even if I don't get that healing, he's still enough. Still enough. When everything doesn't go right, he's still enough. What kind of confuses me and baffles me about a certain gospel you'll hear preached sometimes, not here, but prosperity gospel is preached a lot to people. And uh, by doing that, they're kind of disregarding scripture and Christian history. That everything's all good, everything's all great, it's all going to be wonderful for you. That's ignoring the scriptures. Every apostle in the Bible dies bad. They were slaughtered. Beheaded, crucified upside down, boiled in oil. It wasn't good. Yet still Jesus was number one. He was the top. Christianity has been built and carried through generations on the blood of men, not on the wealth that you get from serving Christ. The crazy idea that would make Jesus not the preeminent one, but it looks at it from the point 
of what can he give me? What can God do for me? What can Jesus give me? What can he do for me? That's not Christianity. That's not what it's about. When I think about Jesus, I know Jesus is enough. And again, I may pursue something and not get that, but Jesus is still enough. That is so hard to accept. I've had things in my life where I could have just quit with how my feelings were that, you know, God, why would this happen? Why did I have to go through this? Why did, you know, why did Sarah's mom have to die from cancer? No, you're, you're against sickness. You're against all that stuff. Why did it have to happen? Jesus is still enough. It's not for me to understand. And it's a hard point to get to. But when you realize, when you think about Jesus and you know that he is it. He's it. And you don't have to worry about trying to understand things. You just continue serving him with everything you have. And Acts, the apostles got arrested. And the court says to him, you guys need to stop preaching the gospel. You need to stop talking about Jesus or else we're going to beat you to death. What was their response? Do what you think is right to us. We're not going to shut up about what we're doing. We're going to continue speaking the name of Jesus. We're going to continue preaching the word of God. So do what you have to do. And they beat them to a pulp. What'd they do after that happened to them? Rejoiced. Rejoice. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh, that hurts so bad, but I'm still serving Jesus because he's number one. When I think about Jesus, that's what I want to do. I want to serve. It doesn't matter what happens to me. Rejoiced. Beat nearly to death and they still rejoice. Because that Jesus can transcend the most horrific circumstances that you're going through and change those things around. When I think about Jesus, it's not about what he gets you. It's just about Jesus. That's it. It's not about what I get. It's not about what he gives you, what he gives me, what he gives everyone. It's just about him. This morning, I can't make you fall in love with Jesus. I can't do that. I can give you an introduction to him. I can introduce you to him, but I can't make you fall in love with him. I can't do that. You can walk in this building and I can tell you God, the creator of the universe, loves you so much. He loves you so much that he gave his only son for you. And, and Jesus wants to have that relationship with you if you'll just let him into your heart. I can, I can do that. But it's on you for that relationship, to build that relationship. He so loved the world that he gave his son for you. And I find that really moving considering what I came out of. How wicked I was as a person. How wicked you were as a person. How, how messed up we were that God still says, hey Jesus, these guys are worth it. They're worth it. And he picks you up right out of the middle of your mess and turns your life around. I, it's hard to fathom that if you think about it. That he would just send his only son to die for someone he doesn't even know. What kind of love is that? I mean, who would do that? God would, and Jesus wants that relationship with us. Crucified on a cross, beaten, rises from the grave after being buried for three days, gets up by the power of the Holy Spirit, 
and he's just talking with his disciples. He ascends ascends into heaven and now calls out to us to be in relationship with him through his Holy Spirit. It's amazing. It's amazing. And yet some of us, we know this perfect love that he has for us. We know how awesome God is. We know what Jesus did for us. And and we sit here on Sundays. Hmm, That's nice. That's nice. It happens in churches all across America. We just show up to feel good. That's nice. And he's wanting a relationship, an intimate, ongoing relationship with us constantly. Not just an it's nice when you show up on a Sunday. It's more than that. He wants us to know his love. That surpasses all knowledge. He wants you to know things that you can't even know. Beyond knowledge is what he wants in that relationship with you. We sing these songs with the depth and understanding. The one we just sang, when I think about the Lord, man, how he saved me. I was six or seven years old in a basement of a a church in a Christian school. I wasn't too messed up and stuff at six or seven. (laughs) But it wasn't until I was older that I really started to take that relationship for what it was, what he wanted it to be inside of me. And And he picked me up and he turned me around. You guys have heard my story of depression and anxiety. He picked me up out of that and turned me around. Placed my feet on the solid ground, which is him. It's built on him. And when you think about those things in your life, you know, sometimes we forget what we came out of. When you think about those, it makes you want to shout, hallelujah! And not just sit quiet. Thank you, Jesus. You're worthy of all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. You just think about him. And I've told, I've told the youth group that during worship, that's all I think about is what happened right there. And that's easy to worship when you start thinking about that. It comes from inside here. It's not something that has to be put on or faked. You realize what he did for you. Again, I can make the introduction, but for you to get that love, that happens when we get on our knees and pray for it. We pray for that relationship, that ongoing intimate relationship with God. And God, would you grant us this? Would you grant that relationship, that deeper understanding of who you are? Would you show us how deep your love is? Because if they love, if they know your love, Jesus, they wouldn't love their sin so much. If if we know his love for us, we wouldn't love the sin. We'd want to turn away, we'd want to repent and be transformed into into his image if we know that love at a deep level. If they think about you, Jesus, and your love, they wouldn't fight with each other. If we know that love of Jesus, we wouldn't fight with each other. You realize there's never been, never in the history of this earth, never a spirit-filled couple divorced. A spirit-filled couple divorced. When Christ is at the center, his Holy Spirit is at the center of that marriage. And both the husband and wife are filled with his spirit. Nothing's going to come between that. 
It's not about the, his needs, her needs, or love languages, or this or that, reading all the books. It's about him. Again, him being at the top of that. And the issue in us as individuals, we don't, understand, we don't understand the love of Jesus. We just can't comprehend at the level that he wants to show it to us. We don't understand it for, for whatever reason. We're not grasping it. The love that surpasses knowledge. We don't understand how we can be so filled with the spirit that we're just overflowing. So instead we, inject, we reject that ongoing filling. We say, no, we I'm just not going to do that. I'd rather do my own thing. And we reject it. We don't really understand how much Jesus loves us or God loves us. Again, we need to be on our knees and crying out to God that people would really know the love of Christ. I would that everybody in here knows Christ at a deeper level. God is doing some amazing things in the church right now. You guys don't realize things that are working around and going well. That God's, God's brought us to this point and healed and restored. You know, a lot of churches that have went through something like this end up gone. So some of us in here, maybe all of us in here, we know, we know who Jesus is. We know what he can do. We know he's a God of restoration. He's it. He's enough to get us through whatever. We need our inner man strengthened, each one of us. The inner man, down deep inside. What I felt the past two or three weeks could have been something that sent me down in a spiral of yuck. And I shared with a few people that I was really struggling. But Jesus is enough. He's enough to get me up out of that and to help make a difference with his power, with his spirit in these kids. Inner man strength and not the outer man. You know, a lot of us probably spent a lot of time, not me because it doesn't take a lot for me to get ready, but a lot of us probably worked on the outer man for a lot this morning at home trying to get ourselves looking good for church. Everything just right. You shave your head, you don't have to worry about it. Okay? But we, we spent so much time this morning getting ready to see other people when God wants us to work, to work on the inner. You know, man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord's looking at your heart. You can look like you have it all together on the outside, but he knows. He knows what's going on inside here. We need to spend time on the inner man. The inner man. The innermost part of us. How much time do we spend on that? When I think about Jesus, what he's done for me, the praise team would come up. When I think about Jesus, when I think about Jesus, and again, he could not do a single thing for me except die on the cross, and that's enough. But he goes above and beyond because that's just how he is. And bless me with my salvation. Bless me with a beautiful wife, a loving wife. Bless me with two wonderful kids. Bless me with a chance to work with youth as my occupation. Some of you guys are like, that's crazy. I wouldn't want to do that. I love it. I love what I get to do. I love it. 
I thank him for everything he does for me. When I think about Jesus, you can just get overwhelmed by his presence. What if his presence just swept through this place and overwhelmed every single one of us? That we get to that point in our inner man where just complete surrender, God, whatever you want to do in this house, you do it. We'll be out of the way. You just minister. You fill us up. Fill us up every day. You guys will stand. Bow your heads. Close your eyes. I want you guys to think back for a little while to that honeymoon with the Lord Jesus when you first accepted him in your life. That honeymoon that you had. When his presence seemed to be so real in your life. And it it went on for a while until gradually more and more of you, that inner man just started ignoring his voice. More and more of that inner man inside you ignored his calling. And more and more, you allowed other things to take his place until one day you found yourself praying, as many of us in here do now, where are you? Where are you, Jesus? Will you come? Will you come now? Where are you? Please, Lord, I don't feel your presence anymore. Where are you? And Jesus is there saying, wake up. Wake up, wake up, wake up. knows that his Holy Spirit can wake you up. Wake you up to what? How good you ought to be? How more involved in church service you ought to be? How good you want to become? No, no, and no. That's not what he wants to wake you up to. He wants to wake you up to how wonderful he is and how much of that wonder you have forgotten. He wants to wake us up to that, to where when we think about Jesus, we remember all the good that he's done in our life. We understand the sacrifice that he paid for us. There's so much that we do in the church that has a fragrance of Jesus. And everything that's done in here is for his glory. It's for his honor, for his praise. It's all done around that. But none of that matters if you don't have the relationship Jesus that cannot take the place of Jesus we can sing great we can worship great but that cannot take the that cannot replace your relationship with Jesus you can't live off of that you can't just live off the feel good you have to build that relationship with Jesus Jesus desires a bride more than just obedience. A robot can be obedient. A dog can be obedient. He desires that relationship with you. And we do a lot of activities here at the church and those are wonderful, but would you give him yourself?
you're here this morning and you don't know the Lord Jesus personally, I'm gonna give you an invitation to know him today. Whatever you're mixed up in, whatever you're messed up in, whatever you feel like you've done that's so bad that it can't be forgiven, Jesus is enough. He's enough for you. Or if you're in here this morning and you need to rededicate yourself that you've lost that closeness, that honeymoon that you had with Jesus when you were first saved. You've lost that. You're not hearing him like you've heard him before. You're not feeling him like you felt before. I'm gonna encourage you to come and pray also. Or if you just wanna give thanks because you're actually thinking about Jesus this morning and what he did for you. I invite you to come and just give him thanks. If you need prayer for anything else this morning, we want to pray with you as they play.
when I think about Jesus. For myself and for all of you, I, I want us to have that depth. That as soon as a trial comes our way, as soon as a struggle comes our way, it's Jesus. We're reminded Jesus is enough. That we don't get drugged down, that we don't get discouraged. Jesus is enough. And we have such a strong faith in us that it's seen by others. I told my youth group, I said, if we don't see ourselves growing in our youth group, then we stop being excited about the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that goes for the church also. There are so many people out there hurting. If we'll get that burden and that fire inside of us, we'll reach them. We will reach them. They have to see something different in us. They have to see a strength in us and want whatever's going on in our lives.